0: tonight good that transition didn't did stuff you up too much we'll do it again no okay cool <laughs> it's good to see you tonight Sam how you doing that's a big water bottle far out stay hydrated there you go he's going to be going through my sermon five times to the toilet I think tonight <laughs> and uh, there you go oh there's an extra chewing gum in my pocket that's cool <laughs> so good well, tonight, welcome, if you're visiting, a uh, huge hello, and uh, on behalf of our senior pastor, John and Francine, I just want to say welcome to Centro, and I uh, hope that tonight uh, you have a good time. Uh, let's get out our Bibles or our phones, and we're going to get straight into the Word of God tonight, and uh, unpack this thing. Tonight, I want to speak on the thought, go and look again, go and look again, go and look again, turn to your neighbor and say, go and look again. To the other person and say, Go and look again. Go and look again. In first Kings, we have the story here, and you'll see it on the screen, and you can read with me. It says this. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Let's just pause right there. Who is Elijah and who is this Ahab? Really simply, Elijah was a prophet in the Old Testament uh, for the people of the Jews. Basically, God would speak to Elijah, then Elijah would then tell the rest of of the people, the rest of the nation, what God is saying. Ahab was a king. 135 years prior to this story, uh, Israel's probably arguably greatest king, David, lived. is Israel's greatest king. Uh, after David, his son ruled Solomon. After Solomon, the kingdom split into two, the north and the south. The south was uh, ruled by, I guess, Solomon's descendants, his son. And the Bible says that the north kingdoms were ruled by what the Bible calls wicked men. Ahab was a ruler of the north kingdom. He wasn't a bad guy at the start, you know, uh, he, was, he was good, but he, fi- he found himself in some predicaments that uh, he, he found himself in, and, uh, you know, he, he, he finds himself in unfamiliar territory, and then makes bad decisions, kind of like me sometimes, isn't it? Kind of like us, where we find ourselves in predicaments, and we just make bad decisions with the resources that we have. Ahab does this. Ahab is the king of the northern, uh, uh, kingdom, and uh, everybody wants this guy's land because it's good for farming. It's got had good water supply, all this kind of stuff, and so everyone wanted Ahab's land in the north. He had the Syrians on the west. He had the Phoenicians on the east. He had the Assyrians, and everyone wanted this guy's land. And so he had a thought: How do I uh, stop all these wars from happening? I know what I'll do. I'll marry a princess from one of these tribes that want my land. And then hopefully, uh, you know, they won't hate us. They'll be, you know, uh, uh, we'll be, uh, you know, together and we can fight the other two together. And so Ahab has this idea to marry the princess of the Phoenicians and her name is Jezebel. Well, he marries Jezebel and uh, Jezebel doesn't like Yahweh, God of the Jews. Uh, She likes her gods, Baal and Asherah. And so she convinces King Ahab to ditch uh, uh, Yahweh, God of the Jews, and begin worshipping Baal and Asherah. Well, this happens. Elijah gets pretty ticked and says, hey, uh, I'm just speaking on behalf of God. Uh, Don't do that. That's not a good thing. And Ahab says, uh, no, we're going to do this. And so Elijah says, well, it's not going to rain until I say so. It's not going to rain until I say so. Jezebel gets pretty ticked. And so she says to Ahab, You need to kill all the prophets. And so he goes, Okay. And so he kills all the prophets of Israel. Well, his two I see, Obadiah, saves about a hundred of them, Elijah being one of them, saves them from being killed. Elijah uh, then has this, this next confrontation with Ahab and says, Listen, we need to prove who's God's real, uh, you know, because you've done the wrong thing and uh, ahab says okay let's have a let's have a duel let's have a battle of the gods you know and uh, they said they have this battle of the gods and they set up two uh um two altars one for baal and one for yahweh and they said whoever's god whoever's god answers with fire he's the real god some of us know the story. They have this battle of the gods, and you know, the prophets of Baal do all their singing, and nothing happens. And then Elijah comes and says, Oh, maybe your God's asleep, or he's gone to the bathroom, or something. And then he says, God, do your thing. And then, poof, you know, God answers with fire, and the whole nation go, Oh, Yahweh is the true God. And then they experience this national revival. It's at that moment we pick up the story here. Then Elijah said, to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry, tell Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot, go back home. And if you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds, a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. And Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. In Jesus' name, amen. And so this happens to Elijah, he sees something amazing happening and uh, we come into this story, uh, Elijah said, it's not gonna rain until I say so and then this happens. There's so much happening in this story that I guess uh, tonight we're not gonna be able to unpack um, all of it, you know, uh, just just a few things I find interesting though that you might as well. Um, Ahab was fine to let somebody else do all the work. That's interesting. You know, Elijah was one that prayed and then Ahab just went ate and drank he let someone else do all the work um elijah having just had encounter with god goes and seeks god again i don't know about you but in my life you know god does something amazing in my life it's so easy for me to go oh cool you know i'm just going to sit on cruise control now because life was all happy but then when something goes wrong i go back to god god this has happened again you know elijah doesn't do that elijah goes back to god after the miracle that's interesting you know elijah has a servant think that would be really cool to have a servant. uh, (laughs) No, that talks of discipleship. Who are you discipling? Uh, What I do want to talk about tonight though, is the idea of faith and persistence. Faith and persistence. Faith and persistence. It was the persistence of Elijah's faith that caused a miracle. You know, so often we think that God only moves through miracles. You know, for, for us to see God move, it has to be a miracle. You know, but I want to suggest tonight that it's actually most of the time God moves through persistent faith. You know, faith executed in a moment of time is inspirational, yes. And everyone loves the instant results of miracles, but the longevity of persistence, that makes heroes. You know, great things are built by people, uh, sorry, great things are not built by people who are simply inspired, great things are built by people who are persistent. And we find Elijah here being persistent. You know, to build your life into something great, we need to have persistence. Can I get the little stem with a bottle of water in my bucket? Thank you so much. Um, lately, I've been teaching my boy how to read. Malachi is five years old. He's in uh, prep and he's learning to read. And so uh, the teacher sent uh, a home his, he, he, his workbook and there was I, uh, I at... Um, it, and that. They were the four words that he had to learn. I, it, at, and that. Who knows, it takes persista, uh, persistence to teach a kid how to read. <laughs> right? All the parents are like, oh yeah, it takes persistence. You know, uh, is Malachi, what's this? I don't know, it's I, what's this? It's it, at. What is I? You know, point to I, what's this? Uh, is? No, it's just one, you stupid kid. All right, it's just I, you know, but eventually, you know, he gets I, he gets that, and it's fine, you know, and he, it, it takes persistence. You know, um, the beautiful thing is, I found this app that actually does all the reading for him. <laughs> so I can just throw the kid, you know, throw them, and then I can just walk away, it's fantastic, you know, and uh, the iPad just says, great work, and even if you're getting it wrong, great work, and uh, so it's going well, you know, have got to love technology, yeah, so good, any parents for technology here for the kids, you know, it's such a good thing, isn't it, and uh, I remember, oh just off because it's quite funny I remember you know waking up at 6am to the kids running into your room it's wake time it's awake time it's awake time and you're just thinking oh man it's awake time far out stinking thinking kids you know and you've got to be awake but now with the technology it's like they run at 6am it's awake time it's awake time and it's like no it's not I can just roll over get the iPad frisbee it you know down the hallway and uh, the kids "Ah," chase after it and it's like there was 88% battery left so that's at least 2 hours of more sleeping it's fantastic so technology is good and uh, got to love technology uh, what did we do you know when we were younger you know like my kids they have the iphone the ipad you know the ipod what did, i guess we had i spy i guess <laughs> and, uh, how boring did that game get eventually though you no know? And so it takes persistence to help my boy read. It takes persistence to go through the words and to help him read, you know, to see the miracle of, I guess, this kid learning. What intrigues me most about the story of Elijah is his persistence. His persistence in prayer. His persistence in faith. His persistence in action. Uh, you know, his persistence in confession. And so tonight, I want us to look at this situation with Elijah and perhaps, you know find some keys and some principles that uh, uh we can i guess apply to our own life and uh, find some persistent faith amen great i guess the first thought is uh in verse 41 where it says then elijah said to ahab uh, get something to eat and drink for i hear a mighty rainstorm can we just keep the scripture on the screen if that's all right and just go to the next one uh cool thank you so much uh <laughs> at this point in the story so Elijah said you know I hear a a mighty rainstorm at this point in the story it hadn't rained in in, in northern Israel for three years for three years it hadn't rained could you imagine the water restrictions in this place right now hadn't rained for three years uh, what intrigued me most about moving down to Southeast Queensland from North Queensland where it rained every day, we just throw water, you know. Uh, moving down here, we got a letter from the from the water people in Southeast Queensland and, you know, it said, hi, Spark family, welcome to Southeast Queensland. Uh, you know, one thing, uh, number one, uh, you know, we, we think that we're better than everyone else. Uh, that's what it said. Uh, and I didn't say that. Uh, it did say, welcome to Southeast Queensland. Uh, just the first thing that you need to know is we wish that we were bro- uh, uh, cowboy supporters. That's the first thing that it said. The second thing it said though was, you know, you got to have three minute showers. I'm like, Are you serious? Three minute shower? Are they going to give me like a watch or something? You know, to have three minute showers? That sucks. You know, three minute showers. <laughs> I remember I was on a mission trip once and uh, we were on the island of Borneo in Indonesia and we were in this little village of about 50 people and there was no running water in the village except there was a a water tank, probably the size of our baptism font here, and uh, there was a small trickle of water that you could turn the tap on and fill up this big bucket. In the big bucket was a little bucket just like this, and it was how you got your drinking water. You would go get the bucket and, you know, have a drink. It's how you would wash your clothes. You would get the bucket, dip it in the water, and you would then wash your clothes. It It was how you had a bath, so on our missions trip, there was uh, a few of we, we had seven boys and five girls go on this missions trip, and uh, it's hot. Uh, there's only two seasons in Indonesia, hot and hotter, and uh, we were in the hotter season, and uh, so we're all sweating. And it was in the afternoon, so it was bath time for the boys. Well, this uh, water tank is in the middle of the village, for everyone to see, and it's bath time. So we sent the girls off to a house, and uh, someone threw us the bucket being the fearless leader that I am I nervously grabbed the bucket and went first and so I grabbed the bucket and off with my shirt off with my pants left my undies on and all the village people are watching this white guy in his undies have a bath so I get the soap you can't soap yourself dry can you it's just awkward so you get a little bit of water and you know do this and soap yourself up and okay good. and you can only have two buckets of water that was it so you know you soap yourself up and get in a more bucket and you're just to- slowly drizzling over yourself horrible, you know, water restrictions, it got down to the seventh guy, his, his name was Jared, and uh, he, he, you know, took his shirt off, took his pants off, kept his undies on. and we started laughing, it was hilarious, and he got a bit self-conscious, and he's like, what are you laughing at, like, you didn't laugh when everyone else took their clothes, stop laughing at me, why are you laughing, and I said, mate, it's simple, we didn't wear white undies, and uh, so, yeah, that was an interesting missions trip, and, uh, I lost my blue card after that one, but uh, it's all good. I got it back, so it's, it's all good. You know, not having water does things to a man, right? Water restrictions, it was horrible. Israel hadn't had rain for three years. You know, there were no dark clouds. There was no pitter-patter of rain. No one else could see it. No one else could hear it. But Elijah could hear the sound of rain. You know, persistent faith inclines itself toward a future hope. If you want to have a persistent faith in your life, uh, incline it toward a future hope. Great people in history all had something in front of them. You know, someone wrote about Martin Luther King in the midst of a discriminatory society, in the midst of ill treatment, violence, brutality, hatred, prejudice. He said, I have a dream. I hear a new sound of hope in my future. Martin Luther said this. He said, if you lose hope, somehow you lose the vitality that keeps life moving. You lose that courage to be, that quality that helps you go on in spite of it all. And so today, I still have a dream. He had something in front of him, yeah? If you don't persist and don't have a future hope, you know, uh, there's nothing to wake up to tomorrow. It's that future hope that causes us to wake up and go, you know what? There's a reason why I'm here today. If you want your faith to be powerful, allow it to have a future hope. I read a book called The Measure of a Man. Uh, I forget the author's name, but it was a, book and in, in the book it had this comment it said it said always speak uh, always engage um always speak to a man how he can be never speak to him to what he is right now meaning this speak to people that draws out their potential in the future you know don't talk to people in the way that their shortcomings might deserve right now you know, but speak to people in, in the context of who they have the potential to be. As a future hope. You know, every night before my kids go to bed, I speak that over their lives. You know, I kind of pray with the kids and then I'll come in after and I'll just whisper into their ear. I'll say, hey, Abby, you're a leader. You're a leader and leaders take care of people. And I'll begin speaking things. I'll be, you know, you're a sharing person. You love Sharing, you're kind. You know, uh, our family, we have standards. We uphold our standards, but we seek to understand people. Who knows that they're not there right now? Who knows that they're selfish? You know, who knows that they're annoying right now? You know, but one day, this is who they're going to be. My kids are going to be a leader in their field. You know, they're going to be helpful. They're going to be kind. They're going to be caring. They're going to have standards, but still understand other People, You know, this morning, uh, s- s- sorry, tonight, you know, if you're looking for a better marriage, you know, speak into it. Speak good things into it tonight. You know, you want, uh, 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 you know, um, you know, uh, a better job. Speak into it tonight. You know, speak into your life. Speak into those things tonight. You know, you want uh, to see freedom in an area of addiction. You know, how are you speaking about yourself Speak about yourself in future tense, not present tense. Ah, you can't do this, you know. Ah, you're a mess, you're never gonna see breakthrough. Speak future self, you know, that you're a conqueror, all those kind of things, amen? Elijah goes, it says, and Elijah says to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. I love how Elijah sets himself up here. He wasn't being suggestive, yeah? He wasn't like, you know what? I think I think I can hear something. You know, uh, I'm uh, I'm not sure. I think I I think a rain's coming. You know, I think sustenance is coming. You know, I think life can happen here. He wasn't being suggestive, you know, but he was he had a strong persuasion. He was persuaded that God could do something good amidst the desert amidst the dry land. See, persistent faith is persuaded of what it's heard. Here's a question for you tonight. What have you heard God say in your life? What has God spoken to you about? Are you persuaded of the things that he's spoken maybe in the past? Maybe it hasn't come into fruition yet. Are you persuaded of those things? See, when you're persuaded it's a lot easier to become persistent. If you're persuaded that prayer works, you're gonna be a lot more persistent in it, yeah? If you're persuaded that generosity works, you're gonna be more persistent in it. If you're persuaded that, you know, study is just good for me to grow and develop, you're gonna be more persistent in it. You know, what are you persuaded? That's the question. You know, the question is, What are you persuaded? How are you persuaded? How persuaded are you? Are you persuaded tonight that God has something good for you? Are you persuaded tonight that God has a plan and a purpose for your life? One uh, Thursday afternoon a few years ago, uh, we were watching Peter Rabbit with my kids. And, uh, you know, uh, Abby, she was uh, about two at the time, and... Uh, you know, everything for her is is just real. She's watching TV and even cartoons, it's, it's, it becomes real. So watching Peter Rabbit and and uh, on the show Peter Rabbit, Peter got taken by the fox. And when Peter got taken by the fox, Abby started to, she squealed, ah! And she starts crying. She starts crying like, like she's physically upset. Physically upset, she's, she's weeping. And I'm like, what do I do? Man, you know, so, so I picked her up and I walked her outside and I'm just like, ah you know uh, let's just pray Let's just like she was visibly and physically upset so i just held her close i just said lord just pray for abby right now you know that you know she'll find peace and she'll find calmness and you know just pray over her mind right now you know for peace in jesus name amen well you know i'm holding her tight we pray a prayer and she says amen and she calms down and i just said oh and lord and you know i pray that peter rabbit will get saved amen she goes amen and so, you know, we, she come down. We walked inside and, you know, I'm like, you know, this is still going to be on. Let's see how this goes. And we walk in and, and uh, you know, praise God, Peter Rabbit got saved. You know, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, hey, Ab, come on. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought that the ABC was pro-prayer? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so that was, that was pretty good. Uh, you know, so, so we come in. And, uh, you know, that happens and she's calmed down. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm glad that I made prayer my first response. You know, not my last response. It wasn't the last thing to think of, but it was my first action. You know, I was just persuaded of it. You know, and, the, you know, regardless, like, you know, the TV thing is just quite funny, but it, it worked. It, it calmed my girl down. It caused her to stop thinking about her own stress and her own anxiety, you know, and it put her focus onto Jesus, you know. And that only became because I was persuaded that prayer works and so I persisted with that and that's what happens, you know. Uh, Be persuaded of things in your life and I tell you what, you're gonna find some persistence. And so we follow on in the story, it says this, so Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah, everyone say, but Elijah. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah. You know, persistent people do things that regular people don't. You know, if you wanna live that, that life of faith, if you, wanna, if you wanna live that life where you hear from God and you walk in the things that God has for your life, there's gonna be things that you do that no one else does. There's gonna be things that everybody else does that you say no to. Oh, but everyone else does this. Everyone else looks at this. Everyone else goes to this. Everyone, this is what everyone else says. This is how everyone else speaks. There's gonna be things, if you wanna live a life of faith, there's gonna be things that you'll say, you know what, I have to do something different. So Ahab went to and drink. but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Just referring back to our history lesson, it hadn't rained for three years. Elijah you know, said, it's not gonna rain until I say so. And now he begins praying for rain. What's interesting is that Elijah, it says here, climbs back onto Mount Carmel. It's the place that God had just sent down fire. It's the place where Elijah just saw a miracle of God take place. What I think we can learn from this is is this if we want to live a life of that persistent, persuaded faith, we need to remind ourselves of past victories, things that God has done in our life. Because you know, in seasons every day, m- maybe every day, every, there's going to be things that come up where we need to activate our faith. And it's going to feel like, like we're unbalanced. And I tell you what, to, to allow your faith to be confident, just remind yourself of the last time you were a bit, shaken but God came through and you saw a miracle in your life you saw something in your life come in you know and it's like okay you know what I don't need to be anxious I don't need to be stressed because last time this happened God came through I was persistent I was persuaded I'm reminding myself of, of things that God's done you know what I can actually stand strong here I can actually stand strong in my faith right now you know past victories give us courage Elijah goes back and prays at that exact same place that he just saw God do a miracle. If Elijah, seeing the fire of God fall from heaven, still went back to that place to remind himself, how much more us need to go back to those memories, go back to those places where we saw God move and remind ourselves of past victories. The story finishes like this. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. This is the key. If you want a persistent faith, you need to go and look again. Never accept a verdict contrary to what you heard God say. Go and look again. Elijah uh, six times hears the words, nothing was there. Nothing's happening. Did God really say? Did God really speak to you, Elijah? Six times, Elijah said, go look again. I've prayed. I'm being persu- uh, uh, persistent. I'm persuaded that God's will do something great. And six times he heard, I don't think so. Six times he heard, I'm not sure. Yet he said, go and look again. He said, go and look again. You know, James says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You know, there's something powerful about being told, nah, the doctor's right in this situation. You know, there's something powerful about being told, nah, no one's got jobs here. No one's getting work. You know, there's something powerful about our faith when someone says, you know what? Just divorce them. You can't change them. Just, 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 just end the marriage. There's something powerful when someone says, You know what? I don't think this is, it's not of God. But you know what's powerful? Not so much being told that those things. What's powerful is you being able to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to look again. You know what? I'm going to look again. Right now, it might seem like that life for me is dry. Right now, it might seem, you know, that there's nothing in the bucket. Right now, it might seem that I'm living in a desert. Right now, my marriage might feel like a desert. Right now, my bank account might, you know, look like a desert, nothing in it. You know, right now, my studies might feel like it's just a burden and and, and nothing's happening. But, you know, amongst all of that, I'm gonna look again. I'm gonna look again. Let me tell you, church, there's something powerful when we can stand up and say, you know what? I'm gonna look again. I'm here to tell you tonight, and go look again. There might be something saying, nah, you, nah this is not gonna happen for you. You're not gonna see the miracle. You're not gonna see what God has done in your life. This morning, uh, this afternoon, as I was praying, I felt that there was someone here and God had given you a word for your life when you were younger. God had given you, uh, you know, I guess your destiny. But through some circumstance, maybe no fault of your own, right now you're not where you heard God say you would be. So do I want to just pray for you. If, if we can just close our eyes in this place tonight. Tonight, if that's you, if you say, Pastor Tim, yeah, that person that you're praying for, God spoke to me about my future and I'm not where I thought I would be. If, if that's you, can you just give me a quick wave just so I can pray for you tonight? No one's looking around. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hands down. Yep. Yeah, hand down. Thank you so much. Lord, I speak over, Lord, those people right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that... Lord, even though it might seem, Lord, like a desert, even though, Lord, it might seem like life is a restriction right now, I thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord, that you are the designer of dreams and, Lord, you're the healer of bones, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that they're going to see life, Lord, in those dead things. They're going to see life, Lord, in, in what looks like dead words. Lord, uh, that, 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 that word that you've given them, I thank you that you're breathing life into them right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, there's going to be a mighty rainstorm. Lord, that there's going to be, Lord, an interaction with your Spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as they meet with you this week even, they're going to find sustenance for their soul. Right now, in Jesus' name, speak to those people right now. Lord. Revive those dreams in Jesus' name. Just while our eyes are closed, there's there was a couple here. And uh, when you got married, um, you saw that your marriage was gonna kind of be like a lighthouse. Like, you know, it was gonna be a testimony to others on, on how to do it well, but right now it feels dry and it feels so far away from being a testimony. And, uh, things are happening and good thoughts but it's just not working out right now I just want to pray for you just while was looking around if you're here that was you just give me a quick wave awesome thank you for your hand right now Holy Spirit I speak over that marriage Lord I speak sustenance I speak peace in Jesus name I thank you Lord that you're the restorer of relationships and I speak reconciliation. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that there is gonna be a testimony. Lord, I thank you that, they, that that couple is walking through this test right now. And Lord, that test is gonna bring out a testimony in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name right now. Lord, I just speak over our church and I thank you that you've called us for great things. Lord, corporately and individually, I thank you that this week, Lord, to see some cool things happen, Holy Spirit. The Word says that you're our counselor. So I just speak over all of us that this week you would counsel us, Lord, to not miss opportunities. Lord, if there's an opportunity to whether it's to, it's to pray for someone, Lord, an opportunity to share your Word, Lord, an opportunity to, just to give wisdom, Lord, an opportunity uh, just just to encourage someone, Lord, maybe an opportunity to to lead someone to you, an opportunity to bring someone to church. Lord, to bring someone to our life group. Counsel us, Holy Spirit, to not miss those opportunities. Lord, we want to be used by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me encourage you, church. Have a persistent faith. Be persuaded of what God said in your life. Remind yourself of God's past victories. And then go again. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up and let's worship God tonight.